Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 77. Want to get you guys a quick episode today, recapping the NBA Finals thus far. Going to talk about games one and two. Uh, had a, I've had a very busy Monday. Uh, had to hit up the links a little bit. Had a very nice golf round, but I did want to make sure that I could get a quick episode to you guys tonight giving my first thoughts uh, on the series so far. Uh, it's 1-1. It's been some pretty good games so far, some star uh, performances. But as you know, let's hop straight into it. So to obviously start out the series, Boston, they're down 12 going to the fourth quarter, and they had a blitz of three-pointers in that fourth quarter. They won that quarter, uh, I believe it was 40-16. to They won 120-108. to Al Horford led the team in scoring. Uh, he had 26 points. He had six three-pointers. That is a playoff career high for Al Horford. Uh, Jason Tatum struggled in this game, actually. He had 12 points, 3 of 17 shooting, but the boys had his back. Jalen Brown, 24.7 rebounds, 5 assists. Derek White, 21 off the bench. Marcus Smart had 18, and this was to overcome a really good first quarter from Steph Curry where he had 21.6 three-pointers. He was unstoppable, but the Celtics defense in the fourth really clamped down. They held Steph to 13 points after the first quarter. Uh, and it really seemed like nothing for Golden State could get going on offense, and just the three-pointers from White and Horford and Smart, uh, and Jalen Browns uh, led that 10-0 run to start the quarter uh, to kind of make the game close again, and even though Tatum wasn't on, Boston was able to steal that game in a game that it looked like Golden State was dominating for the most part, uh, but it really was that fourth quarter with defense and three-point shooting. And that's how Boston got ahead 1-0. But obviously game two happened yesterday and Golden State got him back good, winning by 19, 107-88. Steph Curry doing what he does yet again. He had 29 points. Uh, he had on a 9 of 21 shooting, 5 of 12 from three-point range. Jordan Poole had a really good bounce back game. He only had 9 points, 2 of 7 shooting in game one. But he had 17 points, 14 in the second half in game two. And then he got guys like Kevon Looney, 12 points. Wiggins had 11. Klay Thompson was trying to find his groove. Only 4 of 19 shooting. They probably hoped to get him going. Draymond Green was a big X factor, and he had 9 points, 5 rebounds, 7 uh, assists, playing that antagonizer role. Just like the fourth quarter was the big turning point for Boston, in this game, it was the third quarter for Golden State, which we know is the Warriors quarter, where they stormed out uh, to a 20-plus point lead. Jordan Poole was, spe- uh, was spectacular in that third period. Steph Curry as well, he had double-digit points in the quarter. But it was their defense. For the first time in the series, they really ramped up their defensive in- uh, intensity. Tatum had 21 in the first half. Jalen Brown had like 13 of the team's first 22 points, and then he was invisible. The role players, they really shut down. I thought Golden State did a nice job running them off the three-point line, making them put the ball on the floor. They weren't giving Al Horford clean looks. They weren't really giving Derek White that many open looks. He had a couple where the uh, the defense kind of lost him like uh, uh, on, on a couple shots, but Marcus Smart only had two points. Uh, Jason Tatum, obviously, he got 28 uh, of his own, 8 of 19 from the field, but this Boston team is different when all the all the guys are hitting shots, and I really think Golden State, uh, for the first time this postseason, impressed me defensively. And, you know, it wasn't just uh, Steph Curry getting buckets on offense because we obviously know how good he has been in these playoffs, but it was the team effort defensively led by Draymond Green, led by Andrew Wiggins, um, and uh, I'm really impressed by, by their defensive performance, and we have to give credit and applause and respect 
to Gary Payton II. I love this guy's game so much. Comes back from a fractured elbow after a really nasty injury just being completely taken out by Dylan Brooks. And he comes back after missing 10 games, makes an immediate contribution in the fast break on defense. He's such a physical defender for a guard. This is Golden State's Marcus Smart. He might might not be able to score or handle the ball like Marcus Smart, but man, we sure felt his impact. Uh, Looking at the box score right now, Gary Payton had seven points, made all three of his shots, but... He was a plus 15. Having a guy like that off the bench when when you got a Klay Thompson, he's struggling a little bit. Uh, and in the first half, Jordan Poole wasn't really on uh, until that third and fourth quarter where he just completely broke out. That was, that was huge for Golden State. But Gary Payton is going to be a steady player for them to go to uh, in their rotation because, you know, they're playing B-Elite, so they're playing Otto Porter. Uh, they played Moses Moody a little bit. But he was the guy with the most minutes off the bench. So I think he's going to be really, really important now that he is officially back in the lineup. But the thing in this game that we got to talk about on Boston's end is turnovers. They had 18 turnovers as a team in the first three quarters. I believe they had 16. They only committed one or two in the fourth quarter, but this game was lost in the third quarter. They weren't taking care of the ball. They weren't getting uh, a big lead in that first half when Tatum and Brown, uh, when they were scoring the ball pretty efficiently, uh, they were just turning the ball over too much. Jason Tatum, he had four turnovers. Marcus Smart had five. Uh, and, you know, that's just not going to get it done against Golden State, who loves to ramp up the pace, who loves to get out in transition. Stephen Curry is so, so dangerous in transition because he's an underrated guy in getting to the hoop, but obviously uh, moving off ball, having guys with numbers, they're going to knock down some threes. And, uh, I mean, we saw it. I mean, Jordan Poole just heaving it from 40 feet from half court. I mean, it's unbelievable the range that these guys have. Uh, But overall... When the series heads back to Boston, the biggest things is, I kind of said it last time, who's going to win the turnover battle? Who's going to win the three-point battle? I mean, we see uh, Golden State and Boston each made 15 threes, shot 41%, so that was pretty even, but Boston had the the uh, more turnovers, and you know that was a huge reason why they let that game kind of slip away. I mean, field goal percentage is down for Boston. They, they were only 38% from the field. Trying to find rebounds. Rebounds were pretty even. Boston was plus one. But just with watching these two games, for Boston to win it, you're going to need these contributions from an Al Horford, from Marcus Smart, Derek White. I love the way he's been playing. Even Grant Williams. We I want to see him knock down a few more threes. I know he's battling it out uh, with Draymond Green. You know, he, uh, should Draymond have gotten thrown out? I don't really want to talk about that, really. It's a playoff game. We don't want the same thing that happened in the Cavs series a few years ago. Go, uh, Draymond's just being physical, trying to get in people's heads. you got to play around it, Um, you know. Uh, But I would love to see Grant Williams get more involved offensively. Uh, But... They've got to take care of the ball, and defensively, they cannot uh, let Steph Curry and Jordan Poole get loose. I feel like they've done a good job on Clay. He's been—he's clearly looked frustrated out there. His shot is just not there, and this Warriors team over the years has been the most vulnerable when one of the Splash Brothers is down, when they're not shooting well, and they don't have a Kevin Durant to save them this time. Now, obviously, Jordan Poole kind of stepped in, and that's where they have that luxury of the third Splash Brother, but... Limiting Clay and Steph's effectiveness 
It makes some other guys for Golden State really step up. Like Wiggins had 20 points in game one, but he only needed 11 this time to get the job done. So I think obviously you got to win the game on the defensive end. So good defense. Limiting Golden State, you know, from getting those uh, three-pointers off the offensive rebound, scrambles, and taking care of the ball. Uh, and then, obviously, letting Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, uh, they, they got to, again, I've, I've repeated it so many times, but they got to take care of the ball, but they got to take the right shots. They got to take efficient shots, uh, but also get the role players involved. So that's what I think Boston needs to do uh, to win game three and four at home. And then for Golden State, Got to keep playing that good defense. Keep them off the three-point line. Boston loves to just nail three points. They made 15 this game still. Like, uh, but you you got you can't give up the easy looks, and you can't let the role players get going. In a way, it's kind of like how Milwaukee defended Brooklyn. Let KD eat and stop everyone else. You know, we saw it this game. Uh, Tatum had 21 in the first, and Golden State was still up two at halftime. So... It's making sure that you don't let the other guys get in rhythm because we've seen how well Jason Tatum has progressed as a facilitator. And if he's just scoring the ball, that's not the best version of Jason Tatum. He needs to be scoring and facilitating and being good on the defensive end, which he typically is. So it'll be interesting to see if Golden State can maintain uh, their defensive intensity on that end. So um, that's really kind of my analysis of this series so far. I think it's been really good basketball. It's been physical. We've seen that battle between, you know, that fast-paced Golden State offense, you know, Stephen Curry uh, try, trying to be guarded by Marcus Smart, uh, we, we, the guards, how they've gone up against each other. We've kind of seen that. We've seen how uh, Wiggins and Draymond Green are trying to stop uh, Jason Tatum. I love the matchups. Uh, I obviously... Uh, was stunned with game one with that turnaround from Boston in the fourth quarter, but was also stunned with how Golden State just shot out uh, in that third quarter with um, with how much they stopped Boston. So uh, in game three, not really sure who's going to win it, but I'm obviously going to stick with Golden State in seven. I think they will split it, though. I think it'll be 2-2 heading back to Golden State. Um, and overall, I'm just excited to watch some good basketball. Both been pretty good games so far, even though Golden State ran away with it last night. And again, that's really all I have to say on this. A bit of an unconventional episode. Uh, I really wanted to get this out, just get my thoughts to you guys on the series because I have uh, been watching the games and, you know, uh, I've talked about it already. Want to stay consistent. Uh, I want to stick with Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, for, uh, for, for the near future or during the summer. And obviously, NBA Finals, I love talking about it. And uh, I didn't mind doing two games at a time because, uh, and I might do the same with obviously UNC Baseball advancing tonight uh, to the Super Regionals. Congrats to them. We will be doing another episode about that this week. Um, but yeah, love talking NBA Finals. I think it's going to be a great series that goes down to the wire. Obviously, Steph Curry's on that hunt for an MB- uh, for a Finals MVP, which if they win, I'm sure it'll go to him. Jason Tatum trying to complete uh, this amazing run by Boston. So against so many stars, uh, so many great matchups, two great coaches going at it. Love the defense, love the offense. Um, and before I go, I do want to give two quick X factors before I sign off. On Golden State's end, I already talked about him a little bit. It's Gary Payton bringing him off the bench to play really good defense. He can switch one through four. He also showed a little bit of that three-point shot uh, last night, hitting a three, but he can get out in transition. He's an energizer. He can, you know, make some explosive plays. We can, so we've seen his dunking ability, but I think having a guy like that who can slot in for Clay Thompson um, as the first or second guy off the bench and, you know, play some good defense because a Golden State's really going to have to earn it on the defensive end with all this talent Boston has. I think he's their X factor. 
And then moving forward up for Boston on the other end, I think it's Marcus Smart. Only had two points in game two. When when the three guys of Tatum, Brown, and Smart are on and they're knocking down three-pointers and they're taking care of the ball, they are so, so difficult to stop. It's a very hard team to beat because then Horford's feeds off of uh, of their leadership and how selfless they are with the basketball. You got guys like Derek White, Peyton Pritchard stepping up. Uh, and Marcus Smart, in my eyes, is that third guy who's going to need to score 15 to 18 points a game in this series uh, to, to, to be that third wheel. We saw it last year. It was Drew Holiday to to Chris Middleton and Giannis and uh, having a stable third score, which I know smart is on top of the fact of he's your main Steph Curry stopper. And uh, we haven't really seen golden state or we haven't really seen Boston defend Steph Curry that well. Uh, so I'm, I'm calling on smart uh, to be the guy to, you know, find a way to, to limit Curry, especially from getting going early. He's had some really good games so far. Um, so Marcus smart, my X-Factor for Boston, Gary Payton the second. my X-Factor for Golden State. But that's going to do it. Again, I know it's going to be a short episode. Just want to get my thoughts out a little unconventional, like I said, because don't have all my notes written down, a little not as organized, but this is straight off the ad lib. Call it an ad lib episode, you know, uh, some a little un- something a little different on 125 unfiltered. But I'll get you more NBA Finals recaps, going to get you some UNC baseball. So stay tuned to that. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next time.